What up, fam? You are listening to Drop It Like It's Doc podcast. I am Dr. DeLuna, your host, your favorite spicy doctor, educator, and yogi. And today I am so excited to have Olivia Kingston on from Madhouse Dance. She is a powerhouse of an entrepreneur. She is hot, sexy, spicy. And today we're going to talk all about movement medicine, talk about her journey to open up her own business, her relationship with her sexuality, her body, confidence, all of it. You are going to want to listen up and you are going going to want to check her out. So without further ado, let's twerk it out, babes. Hello, Olivia. Hello. Uh, everyone, I am just so happy that you are joining us today because today I have badass Olivia Kingston on the podcast. Oh, God. Uh, uh, it is such an honor to have you on, Queen. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm really excited. This is my first podcast, and I'm ready to rock. The first of many, I'm assuming. Yeah. I hope. It's my goal. I'm, like, manifesting it in my mind. Oh, Business podcasts, started. dance podcasts, all of the above. I'm here for all of it. Yes. Truly, I'm, I'm here, here for first. all of it because I am a huge fangirl. And yeah. truly, all of these podcasts, when I have guests on, I start with a love bomb. So let me just stare into your soul and tell you why I love you. First of all, Madhouse changed my life and I've only been going there for maybe a month now. Mm. And that is your baby. We're gonna talk all about it. But just in observing you in your classes, you are just this, this well of love and joy. You have this childlike energy about you where you just invite everyone to play and to be themselves, yeah. to feel comfortable in their bodies. And truly it is so, so healing and just fun to watch you in your element and to get everyone else on the same level you're at. And then you walk out of there feeling like you're on drugs. So I'm yes. grateful for that drug and I'm grateful that you are here and I'm grateful that the universe brought us together for this conversation. Oh, thank you, me too. And I love that you use words like play and inner child because I feel like that's so it. And of course we dance a little bit more maturely sometimes too, yeah. but like it's all about just having fun and like being silly and the feeling that you get after a class like that is just unmatched. So I'm glad you feel that too. And thank you for coming into the community and supporting and getting involved in this way too, in podcasts as well. Yes, easy, easy. <laughs> when I love someone, it's easy for me to be their biggest fan and to shout it from the rooftop. So thank you. Thank and you. because my listeners and viewers probably have no idea who you are, what Madhouse is. <laughs> and honestly, friends, I don't even know her, I just love her. So <laughs> let's start with you. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about you and how you got to this point in your dance life. Yeah, no, it's kind of perfect that we don't know each other because then we can just put it all on the mic, you know? Exactly. Um, sweet. Yeah. So I am not an actual dancer is the way I like to phrase it. I am now, I guess, technically I'm like a professional dancer now when you, and it's, that's very weird for me to say because I do it professionally, but I don't have a formal dance background. I did not dance growing up at all. I think I danced until I was maybe in about third grade and then I quit because I was going through a tomboy phase and I would not put on a tutu that my mom wanted me to wear. And oh, hell no. I was like, well, I'm just quitting. <laughs> I'm, I'm stopping. <laughs> for a long time, that ended up being a big regret because I didn't have once I got older and realized, wow, I really like dancing a lot and maybe I should try this again, you just lose so much time when you don't keep it up from a young age, especially in the dance world where it's highly competitive and so many people have been dancing consistently since they were really, really young. Um, so, you know, I tried to get back in, like I did a hip hop class in sixth grade. I was considering joining the dance team in high school, but I just felt so behind and I would go into studios and feel humiliated because I just didn't have 
what it took to like keep up with them. I would fall behind in choreo. I would feel like an idiot. I would feel like everyone was laughing at me or looking at me, which who knows if they actually were. It was probably all in my mind, you know, but yeah. it just petrified me. And I, I didn't go back to dance after that as much as I loved it. Um, and then, you know, kind of going through my young adult life and in college, the only times I would dance were when I was at a bar or at a party and not exactly <laughs> the healthiest like outlet to, you know, dance. And it probably made me go out more than I should have because I wanted to be dancing and I wanted to like express myself in that way, but it, it wasn't a healthy way to do that. Um, and yeah, I guess I always knew I wanted to start a business. I just didn't know what it was. Thought maybe it would be a restaurant for a while. I played around with different ideas, clothing brands. I'm not a fashion designer. I don't know why I was swinging around with Are that. Are you but. sure? Look at you. <laughs> well, yeah. I like to wear pretty clothes, but I don't know if I could design them. Um, so yeah, I was just kind of exploring career options. This is like after college and doing a lot of master classes and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, and I remember doing this exercise. It was with Sarah Blakely, who's the founder of Spanx. She's like one of the um, youngest like female self-made billionaires in the world and love her. She's super inspiring. She's an icon. And one of the exercises she had us do in this masterclass online was write down like the first exercise, just write down things that you enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. And at the time I'm like, I don't know how this is gonna help me. Like, I know what I enjoy doing. Like, what's the difference? I, I've done a million of these exercises before nothing has, but I did it anyway. Sarah tells me to do it, I'll do it. Um, and the first thing I wrote down was dancing. Mm -hmm. And somehow in that moment, like everything just clicked. Like the timing lined up, my thoughts lined up, everything lined up in that exact moment. And I was like, the first thing that I wrote down is dancing and I never do it. I, mm. I'm never dancing. And why is that? Why am I not doing the thing that I love to do the most? And everything just came together in that moment. I was like, that's the problem I need to solve as a business person. There's gotta be more people like me out there that love to do it, but don't have an outlet that they feel welcome in. So for me, the answer to why was I not doing it was there's not a space that mm. I feel good about going into because on the one hand, you have super fun, modern studios that are like, highly competitive or a little bit intimidating or again, surrounded by people, like filled with people that have decades of dance experience. Yeah. On the opposite end, you have like a Zumba class in an LA fitness, which I love Zumba. There's nothing wrong with Zumba at all, but I kind of wanted something a little bit more exciting than that, I guess mm -hmm. you could say. Um, and to me, there wasn't really a good middle ground option between those two things. Something that's just for fun, just like Zumba, fun and fitness, but that has more of a modern, like playful twist, like those like, LA dance studios that you see that have like super cool videography and lighting and nightclub feel, but you know, so yeah, I, it all came together in that moment. I was like, that's the space I'm going to create. And that's how the concept was born. And that was in January of 2020. So here we are a couple years later. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That is amazing because I was wondering just about your background in dancing and whatnot. Yeah. I was born in New York and I was raised being a ballerina and then I twisted my right ankle oh. and I couldn't do point shoes anymore and it devastated me. So I connect so much with your story because in a lot of traditional dance you know, methods, there is a very certain way that you're supposed to show up and it's mm -hmm. very structured, it's very precise. And if mm -hmm. you fall outside of that, then there is that self-conscious nature or I'm not good enough, that whole mm -hmm. I'm not good enough feel. And what I fucking love about Madhouse is that it doesn't matter yeah. what you're doing. All that matters is that you were having fun. Even if you forget the choreo, you could yeah. just twerk and feel on when yourself. When in doubt, twerk it out. <laughs> when in doubt, twerk That's it out. That's our motto. <laughs> when in doubt, twerk it out. Truly, that is our motto. Yeah. And I think that there are so many people that fall into that boat because 
Dancing is such a way that we express ourselves. And when we're young, we didn't think about dancing, right? We would just dance. And then if you wanted to go into some type of program to get better at dancing, you could follow that path. But then everyone else who didn't follow that path had to let part of that part of themselves that just evokes so much joy from the center of our mm-hmm. being. We evolved to have that joy when we moved to dance. We just shut that part of ourselves off. And mm-hmm. that's also something I really love about the studio. You don't know who's going to be in the room. There's all walks of life. There's yeah. all ages. And everyone is in there with a common motive of just leaving, feeling sexy, confident, good. Yes. Oh my God, mm-hmm. I love it. All ages, all body types, all everything. It's like the most, yeah, rewarding thing to see everyone come together and different dance levels as well. And some people are you know like you where maybe they have a bit of a dance background but something stopped them yeah right yeah. <laughs> um some people like most of my instructors like I told you have been dancing their entire lives so it's almost like an in, that's actually an interesting um kind of segue to transition into um having to almost counter train my instructors that have that super formal dance background to be mm. like this is about feeling good and not about looking good Mm. and it's not about being precise with your movements per se and I mean not saying that any of my instructors have gone in and like corrected people's form or like you know made it super about the performance because that's not what it's about um but you know they're trained to be precise exactly like you said and they're trained to have a very specific goal and to perform Mm -hmm. and it's like counter training them and letting like reversing what they've learned in the madhouse setting like they still do their own things and their own performances and whatnot so they can tap back into it then but yeah yeah giving them the permission to let it all go a little bit and I think mm-hmm. even for the instructors it's a really good exercise and then of course yes. I think for the for the students to see the instructor like being able to let go and yeah it's wonderful that's something else that I truly <laughs> love about all of your instructors I haven't taken everyone's class but I've taken a lot of classes yeah and Everyone just shows up at themselves. If they mess Mm -hmm. up, they laugh. Mm -hmm. If they, you know, if they fuck up a word, they'll make a joke about it. If they mess up the dance, they'll jump back in. It's not like they are up there pretending like they are this perfect person, dance like this, and leave the room like that. It's just show up as yourself. Let yourself feel good. And I also love that we're always encouraged to look at ourselves and go, Mm -hmm. stare at yourself instead of being like, perform for the audience so this random person in the audience thinks you're pretty. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking at yourself, (laughs) baby. I know. And and it's, it's super interesting to prompt people to do that and be like, you know, look at yourself. Most of the classes I teach are the dance cardio classes, the red room dance cardio classes, rather than the choreography. I do teach some choreography, but again, because my mode and what I love is just like going and not really thinking and not worrying so much about the performance element. That's why I like the dance cardio format. Cause it's not like super, I like both. I like both. But, um, when we're in the middle of one of those classes and I prompt people to look at themselves you know, I can see the hesitancy. I can mm-hmm. see almost the guilt and like the shame that comes with looking at yourself in the mirror with pride or with like, wow, I am really sexy. Like I'm hot. You know what I mean? Like you can mm-hmm. sense the hesitancy. You can sense the discomfort that's just been trained into all of us to not look at ourselves that way or to even in the most extreme, like opposite cases to look at ourselves shamefully in that way like Mm -hmm. and giving people the space even if they just glance at themselves I'm like that's a step you know what I mean like and if you don't want to look at yourself if that if you're not ready for that or if you want to go in class and be in the back corner nowhere near the mirror like that is your prerogative and I'm super happy to have those dark corners for you to sit in you know if you want if you if you're not ready for that or if that's not what Madhouse is about for you Mm -hmm. but I think a really beautiful part of the Madhouse space is that encouragement 
to look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself nice things in your head and admire whether or not you know even what the dance is exactly what you're saying you could be messing up you could be completely doing something else I always say you could be freestyling (laughs) in the corner the whole time and I would not care like I want you feeling yourself touching yourself looking at yourself loving yourself and there's something about looking at your own eyes in the mirror Mm -hmm. and saying or thinking nice things like I used to be so self-conscious and really mean to myself and this is long before Madhouse and part of my journey in getting to Madhouse was like really shifting the view of myself and that actually started by I don't even remember where I heard it probably some like random podcast um (laughs) to like look at yourself in the mirror and say nice things even if you don't believe them like I would start looking at myself in the mirror and say you are so hot like you look so good you know like because all of that for me all of my insecurity was about my physical body so all Mm. the things that I was saying was about like no you're gorgeous you're not you know what I mean and I would also work in like you're nice you're but but because my insecurities were about physical appearance I tried to reverse that and the thing is that your subconscious mind like doesn't know the difference between reality and not reality or what you're telling like if you're telling something nice it's just gonna it's gonna believe it and soon enough it's gonna become real like you're actually gonna really experience those things so when you're doing that in a class in madhouse and like looking at yourself and being like god I am a bad bitch like I am a (laughs) goddess that's gonna become true for you eventually like you're gonna dance it out and class after class after class each class it's gonna become a little bit more true and maybe you felt that already and maybe you're you know experiencing the same thing yeah, I mean, I'm just smirking because you're like, yeah, you can go in the corner if you don't want to look at yourself. You know where I am. I'm front and center. You're front and center. I'm staring at myself. <laughs> and that's beautiful, time. but a lot of yeah. people are not there yet. And yeah. you're you're there, and that's freaking awesome. <laughs> a lot of people are super reserved and just very like, you can tell they're happy to be there, but also, you know, we're very open people, hence why we're like sitting here having this conversation. But yeah. a lot of people are like, this is not like embracing their sexuality being in a space like that it's just completely foreign and it takes some getting used to it's a little bit of a shock factor sometimes and I I have to warn people like and on the description the website description it's like (laughs) like explicit music explicit (laughs) dancing it's like you need to know what you're signing up for I love when Kira's like it's gonna be aggressive (laughs) aggressive no it is it's gonna be aggressive oh my favorite kind of aggression uh you touched on so many things that I want to dive deeper into so that we yeah sorry I just kind of went off please (laughs) go off queen go off one thought leads to another and here we are I know and here we are But it's interesting just because I am full-blown team madhouse, as you know, because I post you all the time on Instagram because I'm obsessed. And so many people then reach out to me and they're like, ooh, I want to take a class. I want to take a class. So I feel like I've sampled such a population of even just my babes. Mm. And every single person when they walk into that room has a very different experience. And Mm -hmm. I'm an empath, so I can feel what people are feeling. Mm. And sometimes people walk in the room and I can feel how uncomfortable they are. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes... I actually have a really good friend who's going through a separation right now and she's a mama and she's just very much in her masculine kind of Mm. showing up, checking off the boxes, getting things done. She comes last and she has been thriving in Madhouse. And I've even watched her energetically change as she opens herself up into this feminine, just playful, fun time Mm -hmm. that is independent of her partner, of her kids, of her to-dos on her to-do list. So it's been very interesting to watch Mm. how someone's energy brings them into that 
that space. And I do think that it has a lot to do with the connection to the body, connection to sexuality. And also, like you were saying, actually believe in like, yeah, I'm that, I'm that bitch. Like yeah. that's who I am. Hello. And I know for me, it did take a long time to feel that. I mean, I'm very confident now, maybe too confident, but um, <laughs> no, never, no, never. Um, but it was a long time. And I remember those moments where I would look at myself in the mirror and I'd be like, ugh, I hate that. Yeah. I hate this. That could go. Yeah. It's ugh, it's terrible. And a lot of that, sorry, Mindy, a lot of that was programmed from my mom. Mm. The way that she would look at herself in the mirror and the way that she would rip herself apart. By the way, my mom is hot. She is hot. <laughs> Mindy's hot. I believe it. Yeah, she is. But it was hard for her to even see that. But I'm curious. Hard for her to see you. To see like, her. Oh. To it. see herself in any way other than oh, negative yeah um but I'm curious just what was that journey like for you outside of kind of that mirror work what mm. how did dancing I guess fit into that yeah well dancing like dance fitness specifically was the first type of fitness that I felt really connected and consistent with because I have so much love for dancing it was super easy to keep up with and like so apart from just the mental it actually did change my body physically like mm -hmm. I because I'm now a dance fitness instructor and I've been doing this like learning how to teach this class it's been a whole process over the last like two and a half years um it did change my body and I did end up getting really in shape and I was a lot heavier at a certain point in my life um and a lot of that has to do with the unhealthy lifestyle we were talking about in college and all of that and mm -hmm. finding something that I love like that was the most beautiful way to improve my mental and physical health because mm. I wasn't, I'm kind of the same as you. Like I, I, my mom is an amazing mom and my grandma is an amazing grandma, but the two of them totally conditioned me to think about dieting, body weight issues all the time. And even when I didn't have actual weight problems, I was thinking about it and mm -hmm. I was, it was like on my mind. I mean, it was certainly disordered. Like it was on my mind yeah. every Every day of my life, I don't think I had ever thought about a day where I didn't want to like lose weight mm -hmm. because that's just what was in my mind. And once I started doing the mirror work and just moving to move and, and started dancing for fitness, I wasn't thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I was I I was free. Like I felt free from that for the first time ever. And without thinking about it, it just kind of like I came into this physical body now that I'm really proud of because it's healthy and it moves every day and it dances every day and that's what it needed the whole time. Like it didn't want to be, you know, in intense hit workouts or 13 mile runs every day. You know what I mean? Like it wanted to be flowing and moving. And of course, like, you know, those workouts are great for the people that it works for, but it didn't work for me. That yeah. was the thing. Um, so my body did change physically and then mentally it, it changed as well. But I would say it changed mentally so that it could change physically. Mm -hmm. Like I had to have that freedom from those like thoughts in order to allow myself to just move the way I wanted to move and nourish my body the way it wanted to be and kind of eat intuitively and all that stuff. And um, yeah, eventually everything just kind of came together and I, now I don't, I, I am so happy to say that I don't think about that stuff anymore. Um, and I feel really lucky that I'm free of that because it caused me so much pain for so long. Yes. Yeah. Does that answer your question? It does. <laughs> and it answers my question 
inspires my heart space and yeah. sprinkles my brain into 800 different directions. That was so such yes, a beautiful sentence. Thank you so much. <laughs> I am grateful that you shared that. Thank yeah. you for just, because that is just so unbelievably common that that mm. is a thought in the back of the head, especially for a lot of young individuals, or I know definitely people in our generation, I'm assuming we're the same age. I have no idea how old you are, by the way. Um, 26. How old? 26. 26. I just turned 26. Happy birthday. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but we were conditioned to think that for you to look a certain way, you have to restrict your calories. You have to do things that you don't want to do because mm -hmm. that will make you more beautiful. That will make you more desirable. Then you'll get someone that loves you and then maybe you'll be happy. Mm -hmm. Instead of being like, what the fuck was that? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to do something that I actually want to do, which you write down a list of things you love. Dance was first. You're like, huh, what about if I just dance? Yeah, and how then, about that? Yeah, it's literally that simple. If I just do something that I actually want to do and that's something that I sit with with my patients all the time, especially people that are having difficulty finding motivation to move their body. I go, what do you like? to do mm. a lot of people don't even know and then I say what did you like to do when you were a child that's the one yeah because even if it's I was never a sports girl <laughs> no, don't put me <laughs> on the field however I think it would be fun to do ice hockey I think that it would be really good for my aggression mm. that's just a side note um but I find that you know so many people they did sports when they were younger and then they stopped at a certain level and then that falls away there are so many ways to still be doing these things that actually light you up and bring you joy let the little inner child have their say, have their fun, mm -hmm. and then everything else will shift mm -hmm. as a result of that. And I also love how you spoke to how your mental health shifted first and then your physical health kind of fell into that. And just because I am a nerd. Yeah, give it to me. Just to unravel that a little bit. So our brain evolved from the bottom up in that all of our parts of ourselves that we don't have to consciously think about are running in the background. So we don't have to think about how we breathe. We don't have to think about how our heart is beating, how our gallbladder releases bile, all these things. And then as we go up, we have so much more conscious control and we have a frontal lobe, which is truly in the front of our brain. And we are the only species on this planet that have such a developed frontal lobe. And that's because as we evolved from being cute little babes on four paws, we then stood up and could see a whole different world. And with that increased awareness of the world, that part of the brain developed. And that part of the brain is the master of regulating everything that lies beneath. So it's the master of regulating your limbic system, which is where our trauma lives and where our emotional triggers are. It can kind of inhibit anything that we don't need because a lot of those subconscious thought patterns, they're going on in the background and whether we're aware of it or not, they create these lenses that then we look through life through and that alter our day-to-day -day reality. Mm. But if we activate that frontal lobe, then we could say, oh, I'm actually wearing glasses. I don't want to be wearing those. How can I show up to this moment? And the frontal lobe is stimulated by anything mindful. And this is always one of my favorite truth bombs. That movement is one of the strongest inputs into that frontal lobe. So if you're ever feeling sad or overwhelmed or anxious or like those kind of creeps in the closet are coming out to be loud, then you can move your body and the rest of your day will be a completely different frequency yes. than it could have been. And I think for me growing up, I didn't even know that I was self-medicating with dance. Mm. I really didn't know. I mean, my mama would drop me off at the dance studio and I'd be there for like four hours every night. Like four hours. And I would leave feeling so much better than when I came. My anxiety was gone. I had fun. And then, you know, if you move your body nonstop, why would you have to think about what you're eating outside of being like, oh, do I want to eat poison or food today? Mm -hmm. You would obviously choose the food mm -hmm. because you have all these good neurochemicals in your brain not being like sabotage everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love that. And I, lo I love talking to you because <laughs> these are things that I feel like on a certain level I know, but mm -hmm. I have zero of the science to like back it up. You know what I mean? So I love hearing kind of your perspective on that as yeah. a doctor and all of that. So cool. Uh, I love it. And I love... <laughs> 
That's why I love yoga. That's why I love dancing. And truly, today's an interesting day for me. And guess what I'm going to do to just lift myself back up? I'm going to twerk it out at Madhouse. Yes, you are. That's what I'm going to do today at 6 p.m. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Yeah. Any any (laughs) kind of of just day-to-day struggles or something, you know, bad happened. Like, I I had a rough day last Monday. So, um, kind of similar to where you're at right now, maybe. Mm -hmm. And I was feeling like a sad bitch. Like, I was just, like, down and... Beyonce gives herself like 24 hours, I think, to be Ooh. sad and throw herself a little pity party if she wants. Ooh. And then she's like, now it's time to get over it. Beyonce's a Virgo and Queen I'm a Virgo. Vibes. <laughs> Queen vibes. Yeah, my, my sister. Um, yes. So I gave myself a little bit of time. And then I basically was like, it's, it's time to dance it out. And I I wasn't going to. I was going to just like do work and sit on my computer. And Marcy came in and she was ready to teach her choreo class. And I was like, my body needs this. I need Mm -hmm. this. And I left that class feeling like a new woman, 100%. And it's, I dance now every day. So Mm -hmm. it's a little bit more rare for me to feel such a difference in like the way that I come in and the way that I come out. But in that moment, it just reminded me of what I'm doing for other people and what the studio can do for other people that are also having bad days Mm -hmm. and can just like go in and dance it out and then emerge an entirely new mind state. And then I was like a little sad again the next day, but you know, it happens. It happens. (laughs) You are a human. Yeah. So curious how that has been for you because I'm a yoga teacher and Mm -hmm. I, you know nothing about me. I got divorced last year and I I entered the deepest black hole of my existence. No one knew though, because I'm an actress. So Mm. no one knew. So I would show up to teach these yoga classes and truly be my card like sobbing before I even walked in and Mm. then walk in and be like, okay, we are mindful now. We are going to teach something so what has that been like for you because you show up in that room the music's blasting you amp everyone up like you can't walk in there and be like all right no definitely not for our first routine yeah you don't do that so how do you kind of flip that switch and you kind of did go into it a little bit being like these individuals are here to feel better but what has that been like for you It's been really interesting. Um, I think that I would have had a harder time like at the very beginning when I was teaching my classes, like I genuinely needed to like be at that energy level and like be in a good mood all the time because otherwise I was afraid that my class just wasn't gonna be at the level it needed to be at. I was just so demanding of myself and I, when I was uncertain of where the business was at or uncertain of the product I was delivering because the concept just hadn't really been proven yet, yeah, I was a lot harder on myself and a lot more like, this needs to be perfect. You need to be perfect. Let's go. You know there what I mean? Go. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> now I'm much more like, I've been doing this for a while now. I know that people love what I do. I'm very confident in what I do. I know that even if I'm not 100% there in my headspace, I'm going to be able to deliver what I need to deliver. And it kind of like goes on autopilot. I'm sure Mm -hmm. you've experienced the same thing with yoga. You know what to do. Your body knows what to do. You know what to say. And you'll be able to pull it off no matter what. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of where I'm at. Like if I had like that day that I taught, um, I went in and I, but I was also honest with them. I was like, guys, I've had kind of a shitty day. And honestly, what's been getting me through this is knowing that I'm teaching this class. Cause before I told you, I took Marcy's choreo before that. I also taught a class. Um, and yeah, I told them, I, I'm i really excited to shake it out with you guys. Has anyone else been having, you know, a yes. rough day? And almost like sharing that with them. Um, that's actually the first time I've ever done that. I've, mm. I've, that was the first time and it was a really like lovely experience. Not to bring the mood down or anything. That wasn't the purpose of it. It was just to be like, look, this is where I'm at. I'm ready to twerk. So we're going to do it together. But this is this is where my energy is at right now. Yeah. And of course, I hop in and the energy, I don't think anyone would notice a difference. Again, you can kind of go on autopilot. 
And it's so interesting that after we get into the first song, like I truly am energetic at that point. Like yeah. I can't teach that class. Again, it's like the mental comes first, right? Like mm. I just just doing the first warm up song automatically improves my moves, m- mood and gets me in the space where I'm genuinely in that energetic space. It's like there's some, and maybe you can shed more light on this, but I, I'm like, <laughs> I have all these like half-baked studies in my mind of like, <laughs> but I don't have any actual evidence. No, but I um, remember hearing about like, you know, if you just smile, even if you're sad, you just smile, that's gonna trigger some reaction in your brain to actually make you happy because it's an association of, you know, like those two things correlating together. So to me, like actually getting in that dance class and, and smiling and cheering on the class, like immediately I'm like, oh, I'm not pretending anymore. I'm like mm. actually in this space, you know? Maybe you have to pretend for a second, but I popped into that space where I'm like happy right away. Do you feel that way with yoga? Like when you were kind of like tapping into that, okay, I'm mindful now. Like, was it still pretend for you or were you kind of like, does it does it feel more real after a little bit, you know? I can confidently say that I've never left a yoga class either as the instructor or a student and felt bad. Yeah. Never once. And even if before I'm sitting in my car sobbing with boogers, flying out of my nose, being like, I'm going to die alone. No big deal. Um, And then I go into the studio. I am always so grateful to be there. And it kind of just drops me back into my purpose and Mm. reminds me of who I am and why I show up in that way. And I also will say that... I have become much more comfortable with showing up as myself. It's something that I've had to work on for a while because I am such a spicy, vocal, honest, barely any boundaries as far as what I'll say, human. And for me to have to put a mask on to show up in a space to pretend that I'm something else is really hard for me. Mm. So one of my favorite things about the yoga studio that I'm a part of, Reunify Yoga, is that it is owned by one of the realest bitches I know. Mm. And she invites in that into every single class. And she inspired me to share at the beginning of every class about what I'm going through and what it's taught me about my life. And the, the truth is that we're fucking human and this thing is hard. This life mm. thing is really fucking confusing. And I'm sure that there was someone in your class that day that also had a day mm. who was really grateful that you showed up for them and also that you showed up as yourself. Because I think that as any type of guide, we are put on a pedestal to think that, oh, this person is perfect. Life is amazing. Mm. They never get sad or whatever it is. And if you show up as yourself and say, I feel this way, but I'm here because I want to be and because this is medicinal for me, it helps people kind of drop into that part of themselves to feel it and to see it. And I think that's just the more human that we can all be, the better. Mm-hmm. So I I couldn't ever really hide yeah. my emotions. Yeah, you had to be upfront with it. <laughs> yes, that's, that's the gift and the curse of Ashley. <laughs> mm-hmm. New York Leo, you never know. You never know. I love it. Well, that's beautifully said. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So I have some questions as far as what, how I suppose you made the jump because I creeped your Instagram because again, I don't know you. So I creeped your Instagram pretty deeply and saw that you were doing outside classes for a while. Mm -hmm. And you said that you, things started shifting for you January, 2020. I think everyone's aware of what was going on in the Mm -hmm. world at that time. Mm -hmm. So what was your transition like from outside collecting your community and then Mm -hmm. saying, oh, we're getting a space. We're doing it. Yeah, that was a really fun time and exciting time. Funny to look back on. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so the idea came to me January of 2020 before Mm. COVID, you know. I had no idea where to start. Like I said, I have no dance experience. I've never, I had, at that point, I had never taught a dance fitness class. 
the only dance fitness I'd ever taken were Zumba classes. So naturally the first thing I did was when I got my Zumba certification <laughs> and I never actually taught a Zumba class, but it was a great experience to like kind of teach me how their format works and sort of how, and our format is very different from Zumba, but um, it was a starting point. Like you got to start somewhere. I think that's the biggest lesson that I've learned is mm. you can't wait until things are perfect to start. You have to just dive in and start somewhere, you know? And so to me, that was like the, the first thing I could think of to do. So here we are, we start, we get the Zoom certification. And then yes, of course, COVID happens March of 2020. Um, and then I was living in LA at the time. I spent the next few months kind of looking at YouTube dance fitness classes and just like trying to learn and like put together, okay, how are they structuring this? How are they choreographing this? How are they teaching it? Like just trying to learn by observing and by doing and then played around with choreographing my own stuff. Um, and then by the time October, November of 2020 came around, I was living back in San Diego at that point because I knew I wanted to start the, like I had the vision, what you see Madhouse now, like the studio with the nightclub lighting, all of that, that vision was clear from January of 2020. Like mm. that was where I knew I wanted to get, but I just had to like fill in the gaps and get there somehow. Um, and I knew I wanted it to be in San Diego because this is my home mm. and I wanted to come back. Um, so yeah, I'm living back in San Diego at the time. I'm choreographing my first ever class and we're still kind of in the height of the pandemic and indoor space is a not an option and on a side note I'm actually really grateful for that because mm -hmm. I'm a very impatient person <laughs> I like to get things rolling and I think that I would have tried to dive right into getting a space if it weren't for the pandemic and not being able to have an indoor space so that was like I think very meant to be um because it allowed me to start small without like rent costs to pay or without you know like it it starting small and I'm not someone that likes to start small I like to go very big and very bold right off the bat so it almost forced me to do that so um I got silent disco headphones so that was my initial business cost like I think $1,600 for my all my 30 silent disco headphones and the <laughs> transmitter and everything and I would take people out to Mission Bay at my first class actually my first class was in Encinitas and I just told my friends about it I had like 12 friends show up and gave them the silent disco headphones I taught them the class that I had choreographed and I gave them, I still have them, these little like survey sheets of um, what did you like about the class? What name do you think I should use for the business? Like gave them, which by the way, Madhouse was not in there yet. I had not oh. thought of Madhouse yet. My original business name was Spirit and Step, which. Nah, <laughs> no. nah we, you just spicy for that, No, honey. I know. Well, at the time it wasn't spicy. That's oh. the thing. So yeah, here's, oh. here's actually another interesting point in the evolution. Um, <laughs> we were outside, right? Like in a public park <laughs> and I had never taught this type of class before. And I'm, think about it. I'm learning and observing from Zumba, from online YouTube classes. Like nobody's really done spicy dance fitness. Like that's not something that has ever existed to my knowledge. Um, I'm sure someone somewhere, I'm not trying to give myself all the credit for that idea, but I wasn't looking at it at the time. And um, so it was like dance cardio, like very mild dance cardio, something that you could do out in a public park. It was very, very PG, maybe PG 13, maybe a little bit of booty shaking, nothing crazy. Um, and I told my friends about it, they showed up and they would tell their friends about it. I was doing it all for free at the time because I all I wanted was feedback. I had no idea what I was doing and I knew that I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> so I needed feedback. I was like, come take my class for free in exchange for the promise that you'll give me honest feedback, which was a really important exercise for me because I hate negative feedback and I'm a perfectionist and I'm a people pleaser and every negative feedback felt like a knife to my heart. That's a whole other story, but I've slightly overcome that. Still working on it all the time because Madhouse is very close to my heart and it feels like of a baby of mine. So um, but definitely have gotten better at that over time. Anyway, so they'd give me feedback. I kind of like 
worked on what I had to offer. And once I started getting confident with it, I started charging for it. Um, and then it was time for the space because I was working really hard on these outdoor classes. And I remember my mom was sitting next to me at one point and she was like, you're stressing really hard over something that you know is not the final result. It's not the final part. Like I, like I said, I had that very clear image in my mind of what Madhouse is now. Yeah. The space with nightclub lighting, like the dance party feel um, and being outdoor in a park, like you don't have control over that space, you know, like you could get kicked out by a ranger or something like that, you yes, know? Yes, you could, especially yeah. for what we do. Exactly, yeah. oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> so once the space came in and I, I got the space and I was like, this is it, which by the way, the name Madhouse came because it felt like a warehouse with that like garage door that opens up in the studio, yes. you know, and like it felt very industrial. And so I was like, warehouse, dance house, like what's the mood that I want to evoke? And I was like, craziness, Madhouse. Yes. And I, I still have a little piece of paper that says Madhouse question mark. Like, is that the name that I want? I need to frame it or something. You do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then once we had the four walls, I was like, I kind of want to try like turning the lighting red and like doing sexy dancing. Like, is that crazy? <laughs> it had not occurred to me yet. And I was like, this is the kind of music I want to dance to. This is the kind of dancing I want to do. Like, I want to kind of go on the floor and like crawl and shake some booty and just see what happens. And I was not expecting it to turn into what it did, which is the rated R red room stuff. Yes. And I mean, that's like 90% of what we offer at the studio now is is the red room classes and- Give the people what they want. Give the people what they yeah. want. And now I know that that's what they wanted, but you know, at the time I was still mostly doing like the PG-13 very dance cardio, which we still offer and people still love, but mm -hmm. it was such an authentic and um, organic progression into the spicy stuff. And it's mm. also funny looking back at what was spicy to me at the time and what the rated R <laughs> red room classes were when I first introduced them. Like easily the stuff that we did back then in the rated R classes, I would do today in like a mild dance cardio class. And I had not even thought of what it would turn it. Like we are, like Kira would say, aggressive. We're aggressive. Aggressively sexual. And it's very, very fun. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how that progressed. The, the sexy element that is so important to what Madhouse is now definitely happened very gradually and um, honestly unexpectedly like I don't know what I was expecting but I just wasn't <laughs> expecting so many people to want to do that but I think it's just because it was authentic to me and what I wanted to dance like and again just like the original idea of Madhouse like there are other people out there that want that Yes. Yeah. I am one of them. <laughs> I want it. I need I'm it. So I glad. crave it. It is everything that these hips and yeah. this ass wants. Mm. It's it's incredible, honestly. And just to hear your story, because I love how you could see the vision yeah, of that clear. room. And it's so ironic also, and I said this to you at the studio, that I used to practice yoga in that space. And I remember thinking- oh, like, in the literal space. Yeah, and yeah. I remember being like, this isn't a yoga studio. Mm. No offense to the old owners. <laughs> it wasn't a yoga studio. And I remember just not liking it at all. Mm. And then when I rolled up, I was like, holy fucking shit. We're in the same space. We're in the same space. And it is perfect. It's like it was made for what you created. And mm. that's what you saw. But then also, I think so often we have these dreams, but the intimidation of the space between that vision and where we are currently mm -hmm. is so intimidating that it just doesn't, it's almost paralyzing. So I love that you said that you just had to take that first step. Yeah. The first step was your Zumba certification. You were obviously not teaching Zumba anymore. You no, I never taught a Zumba class. <laughs> fully yourself. And I think that that's something that my younger self really would have loved to hear. 
you know, that you can just take a step in anything that seems like the right direction and you will still be guided there. It doesn't all happen at once. You know, I didn't just wake up one day and become a doctor. Definitely didn't wake up one day and become a yoga teacher. Definitely didn't wake up one day and just be able to walk into a room like Madhouse. It took little baby steps. Yeah. And speaking of that, so I am, I want to dive a little bit deeper into this raunchy, spicy world. Let's go. Because truly, you know, in this podcast, in the comments, we're going to link all of Olivia's and Madhouse's stuff so that you could see what we're talking about because it gets aggressive. It gets aggressive. And, you know, we're truly licking it and flicking it. Licking it and flicking it. We are twerking. We are rolling. We are grinding <laughs> on the floor. Yes. And as far as from a health perspective, I work with so many individuals that are disconnected from their womb disconnected from their pelvis from their sexuality whether that's because of what culture has told us we can or can't do to be acceptable or ladylike or whatever or just because we so often people sit all day so the blood just pools in the pelvis so shaking it up twerking Mm -hmm. it out is so healing for the reproductive system and I'm wondering how this dance studio has influenced your sexuality at all. Has it? Has it helped you feel more confident? Has it helped you in any way? Um, Yes, like astronomically. And I love everything you just said. As soon as I, and this again is before Madhouse like came to be, I, maybe it was in a yoga class or I, again, I don't remember where I like initially found this information, but as soon as I learned that we hold a lot of emotion and try. Oh, it was definitely a yoga class. Yeah. Now that I think about you it. You hold all your emotions in your hips. In your hips. Teacher. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, but that's true, right? <laughs> we hold a lot in there. Yeah. They're big muscles. Yeah. Big muscles and stretching it out. Like, and, and I remember one day like feeling that release, stretching out or doing whatever the movement was that was letting it go and being like, damn. And then working that into dance and, and making that connection of, um, oh, what I'm doing is actually really therapeutic. Because again, mm. I don't even know if I really realized it at first. Like I was like, I'm just dancing because I want to dance and because I think it's a fun way to work out. And then there's so much more depth to it than you realize. And definitely like working in that mirror work that we mm-hmm. talked about into the class. And 100%, I'm more confident. I'm way more confident in my sexuality. I'm much less ashamed of myself. I think I have a lot of, I've, I've worked through it. And it's not just dance. I've done a lot of like work in therapy mm-hmm. and like, inner child work and shadow work and all of that because I had a lot of shame around my sexuality and I didn't even know where it was coming from from the longest time but I think I ultimately just chalked it up to like society (laughs) I don't know I feel like a lot of people go through probably something similar but yeah now I can genuinely say like I feel so free in my sexuality and so proud to express that part of myself and it is an interesting journey and I do sometimes feel like there's still stuff to work on, but for the most part, I feel really passionate about what the classes have allowed me to do and like tap into and, and what it's allowing other women to do. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm much more confident. I, like I said, had that like sexual shame, like feeling like one of the like inner child or, or I can't, maybe it was shadow exercise that I did. You know, I had this visualization of my shadow self, like just in a corner like crying sobbing and the word like the trigger word there was like slut like in my Mm. deep subconscious I just felt like I was a slut and on an intellectual level I did not feel that way at all you know like I'm like women can express themselves however they want like you know it, it that that's not who I am 
But again, the subconscious is a different thing. And I had that and I had to like dive into that and reprogram that. And dance was definitely, again, not the only thing that I did to let that go, but it was a super helpful tool to like carry me along the way, if that makes sense. And and yeah, it's helping other women as well. Like one of my um, studio team members, she she grew up very, very religious in a very like religious household and um, has a lot, this is her own words, like experienced a lot of shame from the church is I think how she would phrase it. Mm -hmm. Um, And she actually just yesterday got a DM from one of her old church leaders that she hasn't talked to in like two years that was like, hey, are you good, homie? Like, I see your TikTok and it's like- I'm great. No, literally. Well, she's like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm good. Like, what do you mean? I, I, cause he, the message she was insinuating was, are you going through like a weird, like free, he said like free season phase, like basically just like, why are you dancing sexually on your TikTok? And like, are you okay? And she was like- The devil is inside of my No, body. literally. What do you mean? That's fine. I'm doing the devil's work. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and she responds, she was like, yeah, I'm great. I actually, you know, help run this studio that helps empower women in their sexuality and feel super free. I've honestly never felt better and just went off. And I was like, yes. And you know, he comes back with, but what is that like provoking in other people? Like really, what's the goal of you doing that? Oh, what, and, someone's penis is gonna yeah. get hard? <laughs> Oh no. He's like, it's really uncomfortable yeah. to watch. I'm like, okay, so you're uncomfortable watching these, but don't watch them, first of all. Mm-hmm. It's not her responsibility to make you feel better about your sinful thoughts or what. I don't even know what's going on in this man's brain, but obviously you're trying to make her feel bad for something that makes you uncomfortable and that's not her fucking problem. No. And I think a lot of, I, I didn't grow up religious and I, I don't have people like that in my life, um, but I'm glad to offer support for the people that do, because I know a lot of people have experienced a lot of like shame in that way. And not everyone, certainly I'm sure there are many people that grew up religious that don't feel that way, but um, yeah, I think a lot do. Yeah. I'm so happy you brought that up because I wanted to ask you just mm-hmm. what your background with religion was. I'm ethnically maybe the most Jewish person in the world, but I practice no religious anything. But I grew up with a lot of friends that were very religious and just seeing their approach to sexuality. But also I had parents that I could truly walk up to and be like, mom, what would you do if I smoked meth tomorrow? And she would be like, I wouldn't be happy about it, but I would talk, you know, it was just nothing was off the table. So I could ask them anything. My mom and I definitely would talk about sex and she's, even though, you know, she rips herself apart, Mindy, I love you. She's hot. So, you know, she definitely feels hot and she wears cute clothes and things that even other women her age would be like, that's inappropriate. You should not wear Mm. that. And she always came through with, this is what I want to wear. If it's making you uncomfortable, like that's on you because I look good. And it's interesting just because so much of this is the collective consciousness. And again, I don't have a religious background, so I can't speak to the depths that that weaves into someone's subconscious, but I, I think it's quite deep, but as our culture is shifting, I mean, one of the songs that came through when you were speaking was Can't Hold Us Down by Christina Aguilera. Oh, let's go. Can't hold us down. And then She's a singer, then, too. Yeah, and then Lil, oh, who knows what I am. And then Lil Kim comes on, she goes, he is something I just can't understand. If a guy have three girls, then he's the man. He can mm. even give her some head and sex her off. And if the girl does the same, then she's a whore. What the fuck? No, we're not. No, we're not. Yeah. And just changing that completely. And now we've got bad bitches like Megan The Stallion and, you know, people who are just like, oh, I actually am confident in this body. I mm-hmm. am sexual because we're all sexual mm-hmm. unless you repress that side of yourself, which it'll come out later, probably in creepy ways. So let it out. <laughs> um, but now it's something that we celebrate. And even the songs on the radio, yeah. they're just so different and they're empowering women. And 
I am grateful that I'm alive during this time because I would have been burned on so many stakes. I was just thinking about so that. So many. Yeah. Dead. Me too. Dead. We're witches. We're witches. <laughs> we are witches. No, I love that. And I'm glad you brought up like Megan Thee Stallion and all these icons these, these days too, because yeah, I'm super grateful to be living in a time where that's becoming more mainstream. But even sometimes like I have doubts of myself still and you know, especially being more active on TikTok these days, there's a lot of hate that comes through and there's a lot of super misogynistic comments from men and women. Like it's yeah. like super ingrained. And I'm like, oh my God, it, it just reminds me like, it, I'm almost jaded now at this point, like being mm -hmm. surrounded by people like you in the community <laughs> of Madhouse. Like it's just so a part of my life sexuality and embracing it and like being super empowered in it that you almost forget how other parts of the world or other parts of the country just aren't there yet or don't see it that way or certain people just don't share those beliefs mm -hmm. and might never and I almost have these self-doubt moments of like is what I'm doing absolutely crazy and then I remember like Megan the Stallion I'm like she is out there fucking killing it she is rapping about all just these incredible sexual things mm -hmm. embracing it embracing her power or you know WAP whatever like First of all, that was a cultural reset. <laughs> and I just feel like that's paved the way for so much like modern music, but it has, um, it has and, and I love it. And it like having that kind of music to be like, this music exists so that we can dance to it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so no shame in it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. <laughs> and it, you are doing the work to help other people feel comfortable doing that. And of course, whenever we kind of go into a new frontier that is seen as what's the word taboo, there's always going to be those people that are going to push back because truly it's a reflection of their discomfort. Mm -hmm. And I really admire how even as all of those little thoughts would come up in the back of your mind, you're like, oh no, we're actually just gonna take it to the next level because mm -hmm. that's, what, that's what we want. Yes. Oh my God, I love it. Yes. Well, Olivia, this has been truly so fun. I could talk to you for days and years, and there's no doubt in my mind that you are going to be coming back on this podcast. Love it. And as far as Madhouse Dance, it is a phenomenal, I almost said yoga studio. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal yoga, studio. yoga studio. It used to be yoga studio, now it's a dance studio in san diego we are going to link the website the instagram the tiktok everything to this so that people can find you and take your class Yay. all of the instructors are phenomenal if you liked this video know that this is just the surface of everything sexual that we are going to be getting into i feel like we could talk about a lot more <laughs> we could and we will and you're gonna have to like this share this subscribe to this because honestly i think that we need to do a video inside of madhouse Ooh, i'm so down Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> but before we can end, yeah. we must share something from your heart that you want to share with my listeners. So I would love for you to speak to anything that is a knowledge bomb, a truth bomb, a love bomb, anything that you want to share with the world, with your beautiful heart. Well, first, right off the bat, I'll start with a love bomb for you. Oh. I know you gave me one at the beginning yeah. of the episode, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not giving this to you just to reciprocate it just for the hell of it, but... I love this conversation. I honestly feel like this is therapeutic in itself and talking with someone like-minded and just thank you for providing the space to talk so openly about this. Thank you for making me feel so comfortable because as open as I think I am, I think that, you know, I even when you say like, oh, we're gonna talk about this or this, like there's little tinges in me that are like, uh-oh, like what if I say something wrong or what if, you know, there's 
like shame still surrounding certain areas. And um, so thank you for making me feel comfortable and for providing the open space. There's your love bomb right there. Um, Received. Truth bombs. I'm like, wait, what are the other options? Truth Just bomb. a truth bomb, a knowledge bomb, anything that you want to share with people that you think they need to hear. It could be, it could be a shout out to your business, someone at your business. It could be something that you've learned about yourself, literally anything that you just feel called to share. And if it's just more love for me, that's cool too. Just kidding. <laughs> more love for you. Always more love for you. More where that came from. Um, oh gosh. Can I do two little mini ones maybe? You can do anything and everything. I'll just keep want. talking for three hours. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, I love talking about business and the business element of it. So I guess like the main thing that I've learned as a new business owner is that like the relationships are key. And although mm -hmm. the clients are super important to the success of the business and also just the general like, yeah, success of the business and, and making it healthy and um, having a good business, the team members and the relationships that you have with the people that you're working directly with are by far the most important and the most important to take the time on deciding who you're going to embark on that with and then um also like fostering those relationships along the way and really like nurturing them and making sure that the people that you're working with specifically like my instructors are well taken care of and feel heard and listened to and well compensated and um all of that has definitely been like the best thing and something that I feel like I've done really well um business wise and then truth bomb wise I guess I just want to double down kind of on the theme that we've been talking about of like even just a little movement or like turn on like a sensual song. Even if you're not coming to Madhouse, even if you're not like at the studio, turn on a song that gets you kind of in your feels, like in your like, ooh, this is sexy. Look at yourself in the mirror and just move freely for, for the song. Two minutes, three minutes, whatever it is. And feel the difference. Like mm. whether you're going like before a first date, if you're nervous, that's gonna help you tap into like, your sensuality and your femininity, if that's what you wanted to do, you know, if that's like the energy you're trying to pull out, um, which I feel like is a lot of us women that want to like tap into that feminine energy. And um, so, yeah, that's what I love doing, like before I go on a date or mm. before I do like something business wise, like where I want to feel like big and powerful, you know, like again, playing a song that makes me feel powerful and like taking up space and being really big, like you can bring the energy out of you that you want through dance and by just looking at yourself in the mirror and taking up that space, if that makes sense. So if you're ever feeling down or if you ever just need like a little hype yourself up moment, put on a song. Doesn't matter if you're a good dancer or a bad dancer. Nobody's watching you. You're literally in the bathroom in front of your own mirror. So relax, you, you poop in here. You can dance in here, okay? <laughs> just move and see where it takes you. And I think that it's like a game changer. And then maybe one day you'll feel more confident to come actually into the studio. And we have our online classes now too, a little yes. quick plug. So plug even it. if you're not in San Diego, you can dance with us at madhousemovement.com. And you should, and you should. <laughs> I love everything that you just shared. Yay. I love, you can feel that you're, everyone that is a part of that business is so stoked to be there from the girl that's checking in the class to, you know, the instructors, you can feel that. And I think that that is what makes a small business so nourishing and why people come back because they feel like they're a part of that family. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to reflect that back to you that you were killing it. And also just to leave you all with this when in doubt, work it out. Work it out, baby. Thanks for listening. We love you. Thank you so much. So much fun. <laughs> You're so welcome. What a lovely conversation.